Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderbilt, your host today. It's my great pleasure to welcome Glenn and Melvin. Um, Glenn, welcome. Uh, thanks very much, Jackie. It's my pleasure to be here. Glenn, can you maybe introduce yourself? I think that's always a lovely way to start. I'm a uh, clinical psychologist and associate professor at the School of Psychology at Deakin University, where I do um, research and teach on um, the issues around adolescent um, mental health, um, including school refusal. Thanks, Glenn. Um, so what's the difference between truancy and school refusal? Look, Jackie, I'm really uh, glad that you asked uh, that question because I think it's a, a one that um, uh, parents and professionals um, sometimes sort of struggle with. So we think about school refusal as occurring when uh, a child or teen um, is very emotionally distressed about attending school. This is often in the form of anxiety um, about being at school or sometimes in younger kids, anxiety about being away from their parents uh, during the day. So uh, kids who are refusing school stay home with their parents' knowledge and despite their parents' best efforts to sort of get them out the door and uh, get them along to school. Um, so we can see um, days, weeks, sometimes months and even years missed uh, by um, children and, and teens who are um, refusing school. Truancy uh, is a, a different type of um, attendance issue and that occurs when um, it's mostly adolescents um, don't have permission um, for um, being away from school, from their parents or school, um, but they're missing um, time. They might spend it uh, um, out sort of in the community um, or uh, even at home um, when parents are both out working. Um, and here there's an element of deception. Um, they're trying to keep up the appearance of actually being at school. Um, they might lie about their whereabouts um, during the day, protest that they're at school, um, or in other ways hide the fact that they, they weren't in school. So, uh, and depending on knowledge of what's going on, there can very easily be a misinterpretation of school refusal for being actual truancy, and in fact, it's the other way around. Uh, yes, that's the case. Uh, um, often things get mixed up, and in rare uh, occasions, sometimes some students will engage in both um, school refusal and truancy. So that uh, um, uh, needs to be um, acknowledged um, as well. Glenn, are there stages or ages where school refusal is more prevalent? Mm, that's a good question too, and one that we, we don't yet have a lot of good data. Uh, certainly school refusal occurs across uh, all stages of schooling, including uh, um, kindergarten and uh, you know, beyond school into uh, university um, as well. Um, we don't have a lot of um, data on, on age groups. Um, but um, there is some evidence to show that we see greater levels of school refusal at times of transition. So this is on entry um, to primary or entry to um, secondary schooling, or um, when uh, students might change school um, within primary or within secondary. So it's those transition um, times from one school um, or into school that we see 
um, greater risk of uh, school refusal. So is that um, a stress factor? Is that what you're saying in the in those transition periods? Is it the stress or, or what, what, I mean, I'm thinking I'm pulling out stress out of the air, but, you know, is that something that's, that's playing into that process that makes it um, more difficult? Uh, yeah, look, certainly. Um, for some students, um, they might have been at a very small primary school um, and now they're heading off to a very large secondary school with a couple of thousand kids and it's a very large campus and they're worried about um, making friends. They're perhaps worried about will they be able to find their classroom? Will they be able to sort out what they need for each class? Um, in the face of that overwhelming anxiety, um, their method of managing that anxiety is by refusing to go. I think that's really interesting because I know that schools have certainly been putting a lot more time and energy into those transition programs that they might run or, or transition processes. But even still, there's uh, an awful lot that perhaps we're taking for, we take for granted that, you know, this, the young people are picking up on or the skills that they have and we probably need to be paying a lot more attention to some of the really basic stuff around how do I get myself around or how do I find where I'm meant to be and all that type of thing. Yeah, look, I think a good transition um, program is a very good investment uh, for schools. Um, so um, teachers are aware of the needs of individual students um, and uh, additional support um, can be provided as required. But those, as you say, the basics are required of uh, this is how to be at high school or this is how to manage at uh, primary school um, in those first weeks and months that are... Uh, um, uh, you know, for uh, most students, um, you're going to see uh, elevated levels of uncertainty or, or even stress um, in that time. It's a, a, perhaps a normal sort of experience. Glenn, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sydney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.